It's the Brian and Kendra Show with Brian Cook and Kendra Cox of Keller Williams Realty Elite. I am Kendra Cox. I'm Brian Cook. Between the two of us, we have over 30 years of experience. Sharing real estate tips and advice right here on Classic Hits 107.3. Hey, good afternoon. Good evening. Yeah, it is Thursday. The Brian and Kendra Show. We are live. I wasn't sure if you knew what you were doing for a minute. Well, it's been one of those days. And you just said you got it, and then you stopped talking. I got to do what? I don't remember. Was I talking? I don't know if you're talking to me or if you're just talking at me. To myself. Jeez. Well, we are here on the radio today. It's like we're live again. How long has it been, Branson? How long has it been? Three weeks. Three weeks. That's a long time. And so... um, it's been a holiday season. Man, we holidayed a lot. We did. <laughs> it felt like it. <clears throat> um, we holidayed a lot, a lot by all that food in our office. Yes. Oh, my land. So it's been an interesting... Um, Speaking of food, let's talk about you. Hey, did you about die on your way to the office? <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the so way to this station. I haven't eaten anything all day, really. <laughs> and so we had a vegetable tray in the fridge. So I just grabbed the whole tray and think, I'll just eat this. This will be all right. About halfway here, I get a carrot stuck in my throat. <laughs> And what is the truth yes, about the matter? I, a donut would never do that to you, Brian. That's probably right. There was no donuts in the refrigerator, though. <laughs> all right. So, so did you try that dip? The dip that's all gone? Oh, really? Did you eat it? Is that in you? In the vegetable dip? Yeah. I ate it all yesterday. You did? Was it good? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I wondered. I picked it up. I didn't try any of it. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't know, just ate it. I just ate it. You don't really taste things, do you? You should have somebody else taste it. Okay, so we are, um, we're back from our holidaying. And Branson, you're back from your holidaying. Where did you go? Oh, I asked Branson a question. You didn't oh, have a sorry. mic. I'm ready now. Okay, where did you go? <laughs> I went to Red River. <gasps> you did? Yeah. I bet that was beautiful. You keep going to the mountains. Do you like the mountains or something? I do. <laughs> we're laughing because a minute ago brian says i bought a new house where'd you buy a house west like colorado yeah don't do that to me yeah. buddy that's not funny just get a no, vacation really. home over there yeah let's do that yeah. except i don't know what a vacation is <clears throat> i do i think i could help utilize it <laughs> <laughs> all right so what else have we got going on so i did buy a house which is fun mm-hmm. so we'll get to i mean i'm in the process learning so you're like remembering how fun it is to be a buyer right now yes would you we'll, say we'll that it's a little this. stressful for buyers um i'm a different style of buyer i just rolled my eyes they almost got stuck in the back of my head yeah i i think it's i think that buying and selling a house can be very stressful it can be and I, so pretend like you're a normal person pretend like you're a human then there would be yes <laughs> If you would, please get out of your robot mode. Okay, so it it could be a little stressful. It could be the anxiety of, you know, when are we going to close? How are we going to move? Do we sell our house? How do we get our house ready to sell? Luckily, I don't have to sell my house to buy this house. Right. Which makes life way So how many of our buyers in 20, we, we touched 119 sides in 2020. How many of those sides did not have to sell one house to buy another? Three. Not very many. <clears throat> not very many. So not that's many. not typical. Right. And so, I mean, that creates a lot of anxiety yes. to have to sell one property in order to purchase another one. Yep. And so so we're going to talk about some different things today. We're not going to focus a whole lot on that, but we're going to talk about the buyer side. We're going to talk a little bit. Hopefully, if we get to it, we'll talk about the seller side. Yep. Um, but first, the market report. Ooh, I've got one. I meant to ask you to do like a fun 2020 thing and give us a synopsis. A synopsis? <laughs> that's the wrong word. Like this one? <laughs> <laughs> I meant to. Oh, did you do it? Did you read my mind? 
Or is you that read a 2020 mine. synopsis? This is the 2020 end all market statistics. Awesome. Let's hear it. Okay. So. <clears throat> what happened to 2020? What happened? Well, we oh sold. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, Don't tell us sold everything. a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> um, there were 200 properties sold, which is really 200 Property, so that's really 400 sites. Right. Okay. Right. Very good. So, um, and the majority of them were residential. So, out of the 200, 174 were residential. There were no zero and one bedrooms sold. There were 130 two and three bedrooms sold, 44 four bedrooms, and then land and commercial and multifamily. Um, so, I mean, obviously, the majority of our houses that we do sell are the two to three bedroom. The average uh, list price was 148 and the average sold price was 140. So our average sales price of homes in the two to three bedroom was 140,000. The average in the four bedroom was 212,000. Which makes sense because most of our four bedrooms are a larger- Larger home. Yes, much larger home. Okay, so 140, what? 148,000 was the average, average for price. the three bedroom <clears throat> houses. Mm-hmm. Is that typical or is that, I think that's a little high. That's a little um, higher than- because our average a couple of years ago, when uh, that would count your two and three bedrooms that had sold in there, um, I think our average, the last time I checked, which might have been a year, maybe two, maybe seven. Yes. Oh no, you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> so that I seems remember the little, last time I figured it, it was like 130 up. was the last. That's what I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. So um, awesome. Well, that looks good for Woodward. It does look good for Woodward. So we we have this anticipation that the market is declining. And it's not. So according to our regular statistics, mm-hmm. <laughs> we only have 63 houses on the market, which is the lowest that is insane. we've had in over a year. It's the lowest we've had in a long time. All year, this is the lowest. It's also been the highest. Oh, you smart mouth. This but is all last year, seventh, isn't it? <laughs> all last year, this is substantially lower. Um, okay, only- but for reals, like 63. I can't remember a time... That we've had this low for this long. Like, it's nice right now. I mean, I feel like, my problem is, is so I was out showing houses today, and I couldn't find them what they want. Right. So, for three days I've been showing them houses. Today was showing them only houses that are not on the market. Right. Which is tough. I mean, you're knocking on doors. Hey, you want to sell your house? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Which is annoying sometimes. So if you guys have a <laughs> $200,000 price range home, yeah, we need Brian's going to be knocking on your door. Soon. So here's what's crazy. No houses went under contract in the last seven days in Northwest Oklahoma, hmm. which has been a weird time. It's New Year's, um, which we didn't have that. That's not, that's not for lack of trying, though. I mean, I've done a net sheet. We've had an offer come in from a different agent, mm-hmm. and, and I did a net sheet and sent out. We've done some counter offering. Yeah, just haven't got something put just together. Can't get it together. Only three new listings. We're down to twenty six pending. That's the lowest it's been all year, last year even. Um, so yeah, it's it's we have four point seven five months of inventory. So our market's really good. Same amount of buyers as sellers. So it's <laughs> a it's a, but it's getting to that point now where we need some inventory. Um, and I, and the one thing I noticed when our market got to a hundred houses, things picked up because I think people had choices. But it's, when it's you don't have a, choice, have a choice, it's just like, well, I just, mm-hmm. I'm not going to move then. Well, if there's a, like me, we weren't even right. looking for houses. And this one just kind of popped out and it's like, I think we can make this work. And so we're moving because it hit the market. I mean, never hit the market, <laughs> but I mean, 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if there were more options, I think we would have more buyers. And if you have more buyers, then they've got to sell their homes. And I think this the thing just ex- explodes, snowballs. Snowballs. I think that's probably the term for yes. it. So. so let's have a quick break. And then we're going to talk about how Getting to get ready. ready to buy a home. It's the five hours you spend in the kitchen mastering your famous recipe or spending quality time with your family. Other insurance companies may just see it as a house. It's not just a house, it's your home. Hi, I'm State Farm Agent Kevin Kanzler, and I see your home as the time and memories you put into them. I understand what your things really mean to you, and I'm here to help give them the protection they deserve. My office is located on the corner of 13th and Oklahoma and Woodward to call me at 580-256-2216 for your home insurance today. Homeowners and business owners, do you want to know how to extend the life of your home or commercial building? Call APC LLC in Woodward. APC specializes in installing high-quality, 5-inch and 6-inch seamless guttering and custom commercial guttering. Whether it's a small system or a large system, APC can help. Call APC LLC at 580-571-2384. That number again is 580-571-2384 for all your seamless gutter needs. This is Todd McHugh and Jackie Jones with Woodward County Abstract, Dewey County Abstract, and Fairview Abstract. I would like to thank everyone in Woodward and Northwest Oklahoma for choosing us for their real estate title and closing needs this past year. We will be offering new services in 2020, including bilingual closings, internet closings, and digital abstracting. We look forward to making real estate closings faster, simpler, and more efficient for you in the future. We want to thank you for your continued support and business. CoverZone is a multi-generational company serving Northwest Oklahoma in commercial and residential needs. Plumbing, air conditioning, heaters, refrigeration, sewer and drain cleaning, backhoe trencing, and crane service. And they are your geothermal specialists. Contact them at 580-254-5864 or stop by 116 East Main Street. Hey, we're back and we're talking about um, goal setting. Not really, but that's kind of <laughs> what spurred Hey, let's talk about goal setting. Are we going to talk about goal setting? No, but really fast because every year you're like, what's our goal? It's, like You're always like pushing me for goals. Like before I worked for you, push me for goals. And it just irritates the heck out of me because I'm not a very good goal setter. Like you know that. But you were on it this year. Man, this year I came in. I'm like, well, I've been, you, you didn't were, even you, respond to me. I texted kept, you on New Year's uh, Eve. I know. I was hey, like, what's our goal this year? Nothing. And I'm like, for real? <laughs> so it's like we get back to work on Monday I don't even know what the date was and I was like hey what's our goal and you still are like I don't know it's not I wanted to change it you're just being kind of hateful finally I'm like I have goals I wrote my goals on my board and you're like those don't have numbers they don't count so I just made up numbers but I got goals y'all yes <laughs> so yeah you gotta have a target so my target, target is to do better for our buyers and sellers in our transactions yeah but I've got specifics. Like, I think they're smart goals. I learned that in school. I don't have a clue what it means. I can't remember. But okay. All right. So goals to help you buy your first home. So if, I gave you the wrong one. I don't think you're going to like that here. So in me. 2020, if you're looking to buy a home in 2020, one, it's not 2020 anymore. In 2021, yeah, if you want to buy a get home. Get that right, man. Then um, things you need to start thinking about in advance. So number one, is they're not numbered, but... <laughs> Number one, it's always about your finances. <clears throat> That's the thing you got to start working on first is make sure um, your credit is worthy. 
Um, you want to, you know, and there's some places you can call. You can check your credit on. I use Credit Karma. It's really easy for me. And I even, so I've got it even as an app on my phone. So I get this little alert once in a while that says, hey, Kendra, your score's gone up. Or, hey, Kendra, you're eligible for new credit cards and or whatever the thing is. And um, and then I can just check it. But so so twofold. One, it helps me to see my credit and, and where it's at. And so then I have an idea if, I'm, if I want to purchase something. I can be like, my credit scores are on this. So what is my interest going to be? Um, but twofold, it helps me to see if there's any kind of weird stuff going on. Like, uh, that's not mine. Why do I have this on my credit report? Um, so it's kind of, it's a little bit of both for me. It's interesting. Like mine went But it's down. free and it helps. Right. So I haven't monitored my credit in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, one of my credit cards sends me stuff every now and then. But like I applied for this home loan to buy my home and my credit had dropped like 55 points. Because why? Do you know why? I didn't look it up yet, but I'm assuming it's because I bought a truck. So if you, so it's tricky. Right. Because it could be because you pay off a vehicle or right. it can be because you – so whenever I pay off debt, my credit score a lot of times actually will go down right. because you have to have debt in order to have good credit. And that seems so backward. I mean you always think, but if I pay cash for everything, doesn't that make me more valuable? Well, yeah. on credit, it yeah. doesn't particularly make me more yeah. valuable. Credit is how well you so, borrow money, not how well you pay yes. for things, but how well you borrow money. How well you pay it back. Yes, borrow and pay it back. Yes, so, so yes, very interesting. So if my um, if my debt is too great, then I'm a risk, and mm-hmm. it could go down. Or if my debt is too little, I'm considered a right. risk, and it can. Which go I down. also switched companies. I, I started mm-hmm. a new company, and so our credit card stuffs have switched. Right. So there's a. I think there's a lot of like we've shed closed credit cards down. We've opened credit cards. I think there's some right. stuff in there that really hasn't shouldn't have affected my credit. But I shut some accounts off and I opened new accounts. I think that affects your credit. Even though nothing financially has changed in my life, it's just there's so, been a change in right accounting. So let's talk about that. So, um, so that was something that I had to change because I I had um, like a department store credit card in my name, but my other credit card was um, underneath my ex husband's name. So whenever we divorced and I needed to be removed from that card, my credit dropped like significantly. And I was like, what the heck? Because what was funny was mine had always been a little bit higher, even though most of the mm-hmm. things had been in his name. Mine had always just been a little bit higher. And so the minute that my name was removed from that card, my credit score dropped. I think it was like 40. Do you remember? I worked for you. It was like 40, porn, 40 points or something. It, I mean, it was kind of insane. And so to build that back up, I opened my own credit card again. Um, and so they and they recommend like the Visa um, Discover MasterCard. I'm like totally having this little brain problem Jeez. that I have. I can't come up with it. So I got a Capital One card um, and, I, and I don't I don't use it unless I'm like on vacation, really. But um, the best practice, they say, is to keep just a very small amount on that credit card. I keep I don't know why I keep looking at you today, Branson. Like Branson's like, stop, you're a little intense. Okay, I just I need this. an audience. OK. <laughs> OK. So um, anyway, so they say to just Connie told us to keep what, 30 percent. Is that what she said? Do you so remember? Keep it under 30. Connie at Bank Seven um, had given mm-hmm. us an idea of mm-hmm. of how much, and maybe that's what affected mine. About twelve thousand dollars with fireworks on my credit card. May- maybe so. Maybe when you pay that off, it'll jump it'll back jump up back again. Up. <laughs> so so it wasn't very long though. I mean, within a few months, my credit was back up to where um, to the threshold that I almost at the threshold I'd had it at, um, and now on my own independently with my mortgage um, and with my own credit card, it, it's I mean it's way back up higher than it was even before, and mm-hmm. it was already very um, respectable. So so. Credit card, but don't don't go crazy. Like so, as I'm saying this, we we have daughters the same age. Yep. So my daughter doesn't have a credit card yet. I sent her a link today and said, "We need to talk about this. It's time for you to get a card swing it because her credit is raising mm-hmm. just with her student loans." 
Um, but I, I would like her to really start to establish. I know she has um, home ownership on her brain. Um, your daughter, she tricked you, didn't she? Not like tricked you bad. Like no. just out of the blue, she says what? I've got three or four credit cards and a seven-something credit score. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this little 21-year-old girl, almost 21. She turns yeah. 21 this month or next yeah. month or something. April. April. Okay, so, um, man, they're like, they're the exact same age. I get mixed up. Okay. So, um, so Ashlyn, she, and she had told you, she just mm-hmm. kept putting something on each one every month and paying yeah. it off. Isn't that what she was doing? Something like that, yeah. And so she has, she's, incru- she's, I mean, drastically improved her credit score, probably from no credit all the way up to 770. Yep. That's phenomenal. Yep. So, but discipline, because too much is not good. Right. Get out of hand real quick. Oh, boy. <clears throat> so, um, next. So, credit's a big deal. Uh, if you're if you so if your goal is this year to buy credit or buy a house, then I would contact either your credit card people or not your credit card people. Get your credit report or go buy a lender. Let's let's go ahead and get you in touch with the lender. Absolutely. Um, and then when you're talking to them, like Connie Rowland down at Bank Seven, if you're talking to her, she's she has. E- decades of experience she does she's got a wealth of in information credit stuff so if you go in there and um and there's a difference in your interest rate between a 720 and a 800 you get better credit score you get better interest rates on your loans and mortgages so um so even what's crazy on the one i'm looking at is they qualified me for a 2.125 percent interest rate a 15-year mortgage. Even with your crappy credit score? I know. Just kidding. <laughs> so. <clears throat> I, I just still, I mean, we talked about this a few months ago when I refinanced. I just cannot believe how low our interest rates are. Yeah. I mean, my crazy. first house, and, and always having, have had respectable um, credit scores, our first, my first mortgage was over 8%. It was 11 and a half. Oh my gosh. And now like we think about that and I just want to throw up. Like, I'm like, Can wow. I say throw up on the radio? Yes. Can I say it again? Just kidding. <laughs> like, really, I mean, it's horrible to think yeah. about because you lose so much of your buying power because of the interest. So, I mean, this is a phenomenal time oh, yeah. to purchase a home or refinance. We've talked to a few mm. different people lately about refinancing. Yeah, so my house, I mean, I'm, I'm moving up and, like, my house payment's going to stay the same and I'm buying it. That is awesome. So okay, so that's the next step. Is to kind of figure out what what kind of a house you can afford, yes. what what price payment you can afford, um, and that's where you really need to be in touch with a good mortgage, um, with a good mortgage mortgage company. And and we talk a lot about Bank Seven here; they're one of our sponsors. But um, just rock star lenders, lots of years under their belt, and mm-hmm. just the knowledge and and care about people. And so we would, we'd love to help you get in touch with yes. one of them. <clears throat> What's next? Oh, see, I skipped ahead. That's to check your credit. We did that. Oh, it's okay. I, I knew you weren't going to go in order. <clears throat> so, but really, that is in order. So I don't know why is. that wouldn't be first. Yep. Okay. So next up, down payments. This gets really tricky. Mm-hmm. A lot of our buyers think um, that they have to have 20% down payment. Is that true? Absolutely not. I, I can't. I mean, we had very few actually last year that had a 20% down payment. Very, the majority of our buyers are, are buying a home with the zero down payment. USDA. Uh-huh. Which is fantastic. Three program. and a half percent down payment. Mm-hmm. FHA. Um, a lot of people think FHA is for first time home buyers. That's not accurate. Is that true? That is. So these are based off of our income um, and our dependents, those kinds of things. So, yep. um, so really a lot of people can do an FHA loan. Correct. That's very helpful. Three and a half percent down payment. Um, VA is zero percent. Um, but they're actually different 
loan programs with a conventional loan. So there are actually even 3% down payment conventional loans um, up to as many percent down payment as you want. So, so there's a lot of different options. So I think what is really tricky are closing costs. It costs money to borrow money. And I, I noticed that whenever I started real estate, people didn't understand that. So whenever I'd give them their estimate of expense and I pushed that paper across the desk, like I wanted to hide, like don't throw anything at me. I'm not the lender. It costs money to borrow money. So yes. we're looking usually at six to $8,000 of closing cost. Right. And, it, and you think it adds up quick, but you got a year's, actually you got a 15 months worth of insurance. Right. You've prepaid part of your taxes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of prepaid money in that payment. Right. That is accruing so that you are on top of it when it comes to paying next year's insurance and next year's taxes. But this is separate <clears throat> from the down payment. Like this is right. literally just oh, closing yes. costs. Just so closing this is something costs. you've really got to pay attention to and be prepared for, be saving for. Um, and then also your down payment if you're going to have one. Yes. So I, I was on the phone. I'm actually showing the house right after we get done here. And the individual that I'm showing you a house to, he bought one just a year ago and his circumstances are changing and he needs a little bit larger home. Um, and he said, well, you think you can get me into a house for another hundred dollars again? So he bought his house with less than a hundred dollars. Wow. And I forgot about it. He said, yeah, I paid, he said, I paid for my appraisal up front and I paid the earnest money up front. They didn't use earnest money because it was a friend deal. Mm-hmm. Um, we helped him in the transaction. But he paid for his inspection, and then he paid for his appraisal, and then he got his money back at closing. Was this one of our customers? Yes. I don't even remember this. Yes. Oh. It was a really long year, you was guys. The neighbor. the neighbor bought the neighbor's house. Yeah, okay. I'll stop since then. All right. So does that happen very often that you get in for 100 bucks? Um, It can happen. So... Um, so <clears throat> it can happen because USDA will allow the seller to pay 6% of your closing costs, 6% mm-hmm. of the sales price in closing, which is about a hundred thousand dollar house. That's $6,000 that covers all right. your closing costs. Most US, of them. Most. Well, up to a hundred dollars. I know, but not every time. So I don't want I'm you to saying, promise that. Just, Y'all listen you. to me. Listen to me. I'm just saying it's been done before. <laughs> it mm-hmm. has been done, but not every time. So don't no. bank on it. Right. I Because, so whenever I do that estimate, I always say, I, I want this to be your worst case scenario. Because when you go to closing, I want you to be like, dang, I'm glad she was wrong. Right. I never want you to be like, oh my gosh, she was wrong. So yeah. don't set me up for failure. So the, but my concern <laughs> with those USDA loans is, is this exact deal right here. Yeah. So he wants to sell his home. And he just bought it a year ago, and we probably are not— Equity gets tricky. Equity's going to get tricky. I'm not sure we can get him out. Okay, so um, on this on this article that I printed off, and I have no idea where I found this, um, under money under 30. And it actually says, a lot of people disagree, but, but the author of this says that um, a lot of people view their home as an investment. He does not view your home as an investment. You want to you argue with me? I could, which, which side do you mean to pick? <laughs> <laughs> well, we both know that you're going to say it is because uh, yours have been. Right. Well, You I, have bought well and you've sold well. If you stay in your house 30 years and pay the mortgage off, you will have something. So that is why you can say that every home is an investment. <clears throat> I think. Because you're banking on 30 years. It's forcing you to make a payment. It's, it actually keeps you from bouncing around like a rental property. You may bounce every two years. Yes. Uh, some people I know. 
<laughs> but it, which is expensive to move. Like I, it is very expensive. I'm to move. budgeting my move, which is very stressful. Like it's going to cost me two to three thousand to pay someone to move me because I'm mm-hmm. not lifting anything. <laughs> which pay, is great because I don't have to hear him whine in the office about and his back. I got to pay someone to paint because my wife doesn't like the color, and then our furniture is not going to match anymore. There's, I'm going to sell my car. I mean, it just gets. <laughs> It just adds up. You're going to sell some of your kids, too? Something, I mean, man. really. Sure, why we're buying a big house when they're all graduating. <clears throat> but Oh, do we have to go through that again? So they'll come home at Christmas, all oh, my Atlanta? that's why we bought this. This is the grandkid house. It's perfect. So. Okay, so your home is your investment. Yes. Um, especially hand, if we if we stay there a long time. So we've talked about this. Like, I have not bought as well or sold as well. So um, I guess I don't know if my last house was an investment. I really wasn't a part of that sale. <laughs> but, I mean... Like, really, the last three houses that I've... My house currently is probably not an investment. If I keep it for 30 years, it will be. And my house now would be an excellent rental. Right. But, I mean, if I sell it next year, I'm not mm. going to get anything out of it. No, you'll just break even. But it, it comes back to the security. I really yeah. hope. <laughs> the security of the home and not having to move. And I get to have so my the, dog, Teddy Roosevelt. So, the, the, the reason it's not an investment, it's an investment in your family, mm-hmm. not financial. Oh, so different types of investments. I believe it, it, it creates less anxiety. Oh, man. To Ain't not it think the truth. about moving. I don't have to stress about the owner selling my house. Or, right. I mean, it's just, it's a different investment. Absolutely. Okay, well, that makes sense. Okay, um, we, we probably need to take a little break. Oh, my gosh. And we then do. we will be right back. Hi, I'm Connie Rowland in the mortgage department at Bank 7. Bank 7 is a full-service bank with over 40 years of combined experience. Melinda Russo and I are a dynamic duo team committed to making your loan process smooth. With a variety of loan products, we would love to sit down with you and discuss your loan options in person or we offer online and over-the-phone application processing. The Woodward Branch is located at 34th in Oklahoma. Find us online at mortgage.bank7.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Bank 7 is an equal house. Housing lender in MLS six seven seven two nine seven phone five eight zero two five four zero one hundred where our best investment is you. On Point Land Survey can take care of all your residential, commercial, and industrial survey needs. This family-owned and operated business proudly serves Northwest Oklahoma and Southwest Kansas. These lifelong Northwest Oklahoma residents with over 19 years of experience are ready to serve you with the latest equipment and capable trucks to get your job done. Call On Point Land Survey today at 580-256-6757 or at 1918 Main Street in Woodward, Oklahoma, or visit their website at onpointlandsurveyok.com. Professional. Trusted. Local. For 150 years, Sherwin-Williams has been an industry leader in the development of technologically advanced paint and coatings. As the nation's largest specialty retailer of paint and painting supplies, Sherwin-Williams is dedicated to supporting both your do-it-yourselfers and painting professionals with exceptional products. Resources to make confident color selections and expert personalized service that's focused on your unique project needs. Sherwin-Williams is your neighborhood paint store. Stop by and see them, 2101 Oklahoma Avenue. Or call them, 580-256-5861. Okay, we're back. And so Sherwin-Williams just had their little, um, what is that, their little commercial thing? Yeah. So the other day you sent me like this picture from Sherwin-Williams. What were you doing? Oh, because you're painting another house I'm right now houses. too. I got, yeah, we're in the middle of two or three projects. We are. So, um, which is kind of the cool thing that, that you're really good at. So we've got some buyers that were like, I love this house, but I hate every color in this house. And you're like. I got this. So you've been hanging out at Sherwood Williams a <laughs> yeah. lot, and now you're going to paint your own house. Yeah. Okay, so just a quick recap. Um, first things first, you want to check on your credit score. So I'm all about credit karma, but you just said. 
I would just call the lender. I mean, I would I would go pick out you. You, you interview lenders. Um, mm-hmm. You you you'll be shocked. Start with Connie first, and then um, just talk, and they will they'll pull your credit. They'll give you some advice on credit, and then it's it's easier. It's going to be easier. I agree. Okay. And then, um, so while you're checking to your lender, you're going to want to evaluate your budget and you're going to want to choose your loan type. Yes. Um, and, and a good quality lender is going to be able to kind of walk through with you and be like, man, this is really the best loan for you. Mm. Or, you know, this would be good. So if actually, I've got 20% down, mm. I really want a conventional loan because I don't want to have PMI. So I'm going to tell you what I'm doing because we have a minute. So I did a weird business change last year, which uh-huh. throws me, disqualifies me from purchasing a home. On the secondary market. <clears throat> and so um, I will actually have to sell my home before I can purchase a home and run everything under my wife's credit, which we can do that. And mm-hmm. she can afford the new house on right. her own. So I'm going to have to get a secondary, I'm going to have to get a commercial construction style loan to purchase my home until I sell my loan house. And then my house is an unconventional style home. Mm-hmm. So I actually have to do some. Modifications. Modifications so that it will add some windows and so that it will qualify as a secondary market loan. So I can get that 2.5% interest rate instead of 5% interest rate. Right. So Awesome. So, yeah. So talking to a bank, they can open up all your options. So Definitely. So save, 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 save. Yes. Um, and, then, and then hopefully we'll be ready to shop. You should call an agent. Yeah. Which, me, 580-216-0090. Or you can call me, uh, 580-334-2303. I was trying to read the Oh, note. you forgot your number. <laughs> Let me say that again, 580-334-2303 for Brian. And we would. Yes. We'd be happy to talk to you about yep. this. And we did. Um, and land, give you contacts right. for the lenders and all those kinds of things. We've been pretty busy, but we landed another agent yeah. to help us out, uh, kind of in training. So Cassie Dominguez, if you haven't seen yes. that out there. Bilingual. This Bilingual. is going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. And so we've got extra help. So we're ready to go sell you a home. Give us a shout. See you next time. Classic Hits 107.3, KLSI, Moreland Woodward. 107.3.